Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And oh boy, privates, if you have ever wished upon a star that you could get back with your ex, today's episode is going to fulfill all of your wildest dreams. Yes, this is a love story for the ages. I think everyone (laughs) is going to be able to see a little bit of themselves in it. You're going to laugh. You're going to cringe. You're going (laughs) to smile at the end. It's truly an incredible story. And Joanne Schindlerly is going to be someone you absolutely fall in love with. So, yeah, actually, before we dive into the interview, I just have to say, Sophia has witnessed, honestly, me at my worst in terms of relationships. And I was so hung up on this one specific ex that this seriously would have been goals for me. For like two years of my life, I was like, he's going to see me again. And it's going to be like, it all comes rushing back to him. And we're going to (laughs) live happily ever after. Just us and his refurbished typewriters and (laughs) our weird little life. This was my ultimate vision. And I am so happy that my life didn't turn out like that. But I'm so happy to see that someone else's did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it definitely is like following the wishful thinking of what if all the way. Our guest, Joanne Schinderly, who is a hilarious comedian and storyteller from Los Angeles, or actually from Minnesota, right? Yeah, originally from Minnesota, then from Portland, Seattle, and now LA. She she really had a vision and she went for it. It truly was like an obstacle course of a love story, but it has a happy ending. Listen, I don't think you should necessarily live your life like this. Like if I would have taken this as like... This advice is not for everyone. It's not okay? a tutorial. It is not a tutorial into how to get back to your ex. But what it is, is a real honest exploration of the situation where you know you fucked something up that was meaningful And sometimes you just need to see if there's something there. Yeah, and sometimes, very rarely, there is. And and that's today's story. So, without any further ado, Joanne Schinderly. Wow, I am so excited to have this next guest be introduced into all of your lives. We are so happy to have comedian 
and sweetheart and also all around boss bitch, Joanne Shunderly on the podcast. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a beautiful intro. We are so excited to dive into this Instagram post because when Sophia sent it over, I was like, this is a story and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Sophia knew me when I went through a couple breakups that I was not so graceful in getting through. And this was like my ultimate dream. (laughs) She kept being like, but what if these insane bunch of circumstances happen and then we reunite? And I was always like, Courtney, it's not happening. Let it go. And then I saw your post and I was like, damn, sometimes you don't need to let it go. (laughs) Unreal. It's a storybook story that if I, I keep thinking like if I was to tell my 23 year old self, just shut up and chill out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you just wait kind of thing. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is you posted this on Valentine's day, right? And normally Mm -hmm. most Valentine's day posts you see are like pretty much the same. It's like someone just proposed to someone, people are happy, they were together for years, etc. This post I saved in my phone until we could interview you. So it's been since February of, was it this year or last year? Yeah, was, this year. Yeah. yeah. So that I was like, I'm going to keep this saved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> you don't understand though. I used to Google search Things like this, like broke up, got back together, success story. (laughs) Like I used to literally Google this, hoping for a little like story like this that could inspire me to just hang on. So let's hear it all. Without further ado. (laughs) (laughs) This tragic love story. Well, just rest assured that even now we're like in a very bonded, seamless, loving relationship. I still Google like, does this actually work out? Like, Yes. I was like, is anyone else? Am I? Is this crazy? (laughs) It's a whole genre. You are not alone. There are a lot of people out there that have had these success stories. I need a support group for the, with, I need to be involved. <laughs> well, let's start on version 1.0 of the relationship, how you got together, your initial love story. Okay. Initially, I am a creep. I'm a stalker. Uh, here's how this happened. <laughs> love to start there. <laughs> yeah. We love transparency on the show. Okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, I am. I actually have a joke about this in my act. Uh, it is a clip on my Instagram. Here's how we like day one of meeting. I was living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was working at a pizza restaurant. I was like 24 and they had like a block party. And so I was like at like the tent, like slang and pizzas all day. There's music playing at the end of the block. Right next to us is a screen printing tent with like three hot dudes just screen printing shirts and like selling them. And I happen to look over and I'm like, Mm. I'm going to date that guy. Like, you know, that thought in your mind, you're just like, there's no question. He's going to be my boyfriend. You're like, I want that one. I choose you. The guy manning the printing press. That's for me. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. I was like, he had like thick, black, swoopy hair. And I'm like, uh huh. Yep. That's the guy. God, we loved a swoop back in the day, didn't we? Love a swoop. Yeah. What was this? 2009. Ooh. Peak years (laughs) of the swoop, baby. (laughs) So I start flirting with him. He's not picking up on it, as most men do not, right? But his friends are. And so his two buddies are like, uh, this babe is like, so they're trying to like, 
start conversations, get us together, whatever. And I'm still like, this is a done deal. We're fine. You know, so I'm like playing kidsy along. And then we go to a bar and we hang out. He's still not super into it. And then I find out that he had just gone through a breakup. Oh. And by just, I mean like a year ago, but he was still. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Talk about letting it go. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe it was six months. I don't know. We don't talk about it. But, um, but it was, he was still upset about it. And his friends were kind of like, this is your chance to like go out and like talk to new people and stuff. So it's a mixture of that. We all, we got along. And so then he wasn't really forward with being like, yeah, let's hang out. So I was persistent. So I tried everything to like get a conversation going. So here's the joke that I have, uh, not verbatim, but the premise of it is that I literally started my own company to talk to this guy. So <laughs> like in conversation, I was like, oh, like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a graphic designer. I make logos for companies. I'm like, that's crazy because I have a company. <laughs> oh my God. You're like, I am CEO, founder, and president yep. of Joey and oh Chinderly Incorporated. And we are looking for a new look. Looking for talent just like you. I've seen your work. I'm impressed. <laughs> Hold on. Let me talk to HR about it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We just spoke. You are hired. <laughs> you are hired full time. Benefits. Your phone number right now. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so he's like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I, my mom had just taught me like how to like sew, and so I just got into sewing at the time. And I was like, "Oh, I'm a seamstress, and I <laughs> uh, own a company. It's called Totes Magoats. I make tote bags." He was like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Yeah, well, come to the shop." And like their screen printing shop was unbeknownst to me, literally at the end of the block from where my pizza restaurant was. So like I worked at the restaurant, they were at the very end of the block steps away. And I'm like, incredible, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and in between was our favorite bar. So I ended up just like kept walking over and I came home to my roommates. I was like, ah, I met a guy. I have to start a company. Uh, Can you make me a website? Like, uh," and she's like, what? (laughs) So totesmygoats.com. I still own the rights to it to this day. Amazing. That's where you need to put your like wedding announcement stuff at on totesmagoats.com. <laughs> that's Honestly, a great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> so flash forward, there was I kept like showing up to the screen printing shop and I was like, yeah, like let's talk about logos and what else you're into, you know. And so then it it morphed into I was working at a nonprofit and I got him other work through graphic design work and stuff and you kept this fucker employed to flirt (laughs) yes holy shit i'm honestly impressed (laughs) (laughs) those are big moves and also you're a lucky bitch that it was 2009 or whatever and like you could make up that lie and make a website right away (laughs) immediate yeah like give me 24 hours like yeah Yeah, basically, I was like, okay, you may not like me right now, but we're in a contract. So (laughs) so we have to keep coming around. And then we, it it was just like a, turned into a friends with benefits situation. One of those, like, I was desperately in love with him, one-sided, but like played it super fucking cool. Wait, I have a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. First of all, eventually he was aware that you were into him, right? And then I want to hear about your first friends with Benny's hookup. Like, how far in were you? Like, when did this start happening? 
probably like till to be honest, I don't remember the exact of it, but I, I, I would assume that it's like two months in because I'm we're all comic. I keep a journal. And so I was like looking at like I found it when we moved recently. So we're like, we just moved into West Hollywood together. And I'm like unpacking and I'm like, I was so sad about you. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, please put this away. <laughs> so the first time hooking up though was like Oh, I just, he just reminded me of the story the other day. I need a new laptop. So we're talking about laptops and randomly he goes, wait, that was you. I was like, what? And he goes, he goes, our first date, you spilt a beer on my laptop. And I was like, I did. So that was our very first was supposed to be hookup, but didn't happen. Cause I was like, I fucked it up. This guy's never going to talk to me again. I full on just knocked a beer over on his brand new laptop oh shit. And he's like, yeah, I wanted to kill you then. He's like, but you were very apologetic and it was very sweet and sincere and cute. And like, you know, I got over it. (laughs) Nice. Laptops were even like a bigger deal then. Oh, they were like $1,300. Yeah. He he was like, you better keep me employed. This is the only way I can afford this new laptop. (laughs) Truly, truly. Yeah. And then it was just, it was a really fun, chill, exciting thing. And you know how in the back of your mind, you're always just like, this is going to work out somehow. You can just keep that hope, you know? And then it come to find out it was like, oh, other girls have that hope with him too. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> how many girls was he dating? Was he friends with Benny's with everyone? Yes. <laughs> For a minute. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I was, uh, I was not alone in my feelings towards him in a group setting. And I remember the first time I met the gal. Wait, did you all know about each other or did some people know or no one knew? Um, It was like all of my friends knew that we were like, they're like, you're basically in a relationship. You hang out all the time. You're working on projects together. Like you're hooking up, like you're in a relationship. He's just being dumb. And then they'd be like, I saw him out dancing the other night, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh. But did the other girl know about you? Uncertain. I think later, definitely, but not. I knew before she did because I was like the OG one. I was the original. Okay. You know, but to be fair, to be fair, because he's probably in the next room listening. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> this was a situation where I, he didn't really go to like have like a young college experience where we all kind of get that out of our system Mm -hmm. and he had been in serious relationships and so I met him at like the first time in his life where he was like oh I'm young and single and hot Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. should be doing this so it was a timing issue to be honest also there's a huge drinking culture in Minneapolis (laughs) yes (laughs) where you go out and you probably dance with a lot of people (laughs) we're dancing with a lot of people (laughs) Um, for audio or listeners, she just did the old <laughs> finger in the hole of your hand to signify coitus. Was that the worst way I could have explained that? Gross. Um, I think it was the old finger in the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is like that I, I want to mention that, that the thing that concerns me the most is like, I think at a certain point it became more culturally like, yeah, you have to tell everyone you're hooking up with that you're hooking up with other people or it's right. really not ethically like cool. Right. But I don't know if we were quite there yet in 2009. 
No, we really didn't like stand up first. Like me as a, I didn't stand up for myself enough. You know, I was just, I always was like, it's fine. You know, it, I'm chill. Oh, thanks for telling me, you know, kind of thing. And opposed to just being like, wait, I thought we really had something, you know, like, and now I would have totally set the record straight kind of feeling back then. Yeah, that wasn't. You'd be like, I'm a CEO abusing <laughs> my power and you need to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> when you dip your ink in other companies' pens or whatever. <laughs> but I truly remember this night. So there was this one bar that it was like the hip bar that the offbeaten one, like it was on the radar of like cool kids to go, but it wasn't overly too packed all the time and stuff. So I worked, you know, at one spot, he worked the other, and we'd meet at the bar and like hang out. What was this bar? It's called Liquor Lyles. Oh, I remember Lyles. It's so beautiful. It's shut down. They're not coming back. I know. I'm from Minnesota. I just had to, for my Minnesotans in the house, Yes. see what bar you were talking about. Okay. Have you ever been to Savoy Pizza in Uptown? Yes. That's where I worked. Oh. At 24th and Hennepin right there. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I love it. So so you get it. You get the culture of Minnesota. Yes. You get the vibes of what's going on. Everyone's having a good time. No one wants to be a downer. <laughs> Everyone's just like you literally 40 your feelings away and move on with your life. Exactly. That is what we're doing. And I had a hunch that he was seeing other people and I wanted to like bring it up that night. And we go to the bar and this girl comes in and she's clueless about like she thinks they're together. So I'm like, oh my God, like you've been hanging out with another person enough for them to think that you're best friends. You know, I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> and she comes in and she goes, are you friends? Wait, I'm, I'm not going to say his name, but she's like, are you friends with him? And I was like, mm-hmm. Because I was just like, <laughs> I was just in the parking lot, like just having a conversation of like, dude, we got to talk, you know? And she's like, well, any friend of his is a friend of mine oh. and I just remember looking at him like I'm gonna murder you <laughs> by the end of that you're like going to Zumba with this bitch you're like what is happening <laughs> she, she truly goes her net her follow-up question was do you like Beyonce it's like don't bring Bay into this do not bring Beyonce into this so I've had a vendetta against this woman. Ever still do, to be honest with you. <laughs> Never met him. <laughs> Only that time. It's fine. <laughs> but there was um, an array of women followed. I gave them all nicknames. Uh, that woman's name is Taco Girl. There's another woman who's Jean Jacket. There's another girl who was <laughs> like, I just nicknamed all of them and stuck around this whole time for some reason. It was like a play to you or something. You were like... <laughs> I'm just imagining that every single one of these women also has this exact story and you have a nickname. They're like blonde glasses or whatever. <laughs> They're like pizza, pizza girl. Pizza slanger. Pizza yeah, girl. guarantee. <laughs> you would have been pizza girl. 100%. 100%. I hope I am. <laughs> And they're like, just met her the one time. Did yeah. not care for her. <laughs> Fuck pizza girl. <laughs> Honestly been out to get her ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like, bitch, pizza girl won. <laughs> you did though. That's the thing. You did win. Your wedding announcements are going to be like, pizza girl marries <laughs> print guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right. I mean, this also, I understand how this sounds like woman on woman crime right now, but it truly was, like you said, we all were probably experiencing the same story with our own versions of it. Mm -hmm. And so it got to the point where it was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I tried to get over it. I dated other people. It wasn't just like sappy hanging around. I kept a solid friendship and, you know, swallowed my feelings and moved on kind of thing. But in the back of my mind, I was just like, this is exhausting. I can't do this anymore. And then randomly I was offered a job in Portland, Oregon. And so I was like, I'm going to take this job and be done with this. I'm going to fully mm-hmm. move on. I need to physically move <laughs> to get out of this mind fuck, you know? And um, he helped me move. He drove across country with me, which was very beautiful. Um, super fun. And at the time I didn't think about, I like wanted to ask him, but I didn't. Cause I was like, he's not going to say yes to this. He's the type of guy who doesn't really do things out of. He's a Taurus, you know, pretty steady in his ways. And my mom was like, I would really feel comfortable if you had somebody to drive with you. Like I'll buy their plane ticket home, which was a very nice gesture. And so that being like, Hey, you don't have to pay for anything. Can you just drive with me? And he was like, okay. And so the road trip, like we went through the Dakotas, we went through Montana. It was gorgeous. It was fun. Kind of solidified. Oh fuck. I'm going to miss you. Like we're going to miss each other. And so we got to Seattle. It was 2000, it was New Year's Eve, like 2011, about to be 2012. And I, I remember we were in Seattle and we like kissed and I was like, I have to say that I have to say it. I've never said I have to say it. So I told him I loved him and he patted me on the forehead and goes, I know you do. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my God. No. (laughs) Oh boy. That's cold. That's ice Which, cold. Ice, because men don't understand feelings. Is <laughs> what, what it is. Had so, you? Oh my god! I hope Taco Girl took him through the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that karma really came back around. That's all I gotta right, say. Right. <laughs> and that just to pause quick and slight plug, but that moment alone was kind of the crux of uh, so I wrote a one woman show about this which plays into the whole how things turned around. I was like, I want to get into Zoom stuff and society has changed in terms of performing. Let's let's try this. And so I wrote this one-woman show based on the fact of National Text Your Ex Day, which is October 30th. And I fully was just like reiterating like shitty dating stories and stuff, you know, like we always, I always get booked on like the Valentine's Day, like... <laughs> fuck men kind of show. Joanne, get Joanne on here. She has true love stories. You know, like my calendar's booked every February 14th for a stand-up show. Um, so I was like, I'm going to reclaim this. I'm do my own. And going through notes of like old text messages from 10 years of dating and all this stuff. And I came across like notes and text messages from him. And I was like, oh, we truly loved each other and left on a weird note okay, I got to text this ex. And so that that moment in Seattle was played into the, the one woman show, which is still up on YouTube if anyone wants to see it. It's called National Text Your Ex Day. Very fun. We'll post links and stuff. Thank you, Doubt. Hey, Volvo owners, do you want stronger orgasms? Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. Guess what? It is scientifically proven that a stronger pelvic floor can lead to stronger orgasms. Intensity by Pour Moi gives you that strength. 
Mm, Intensity by Pour Moi is an intimate health and stimulation device. A lot of people might be tempted to call it a vibrator, but it's actually much, much more than that. Everybody loves to talk about the effects of vibration, that OMG moment, but what makes Intensity special is how it tightens and tones your pelvic floor muscles. Most people know that Kegels are important, but Intensity does them better by automatically exercising the muscles of the pelvic floor for you. And not only will Intensity teach you how a properly performed Kegel feels, it also has a vibrating component for your pleasure. Intensity lets you balance feeling good with working hard. And right now, Pour Moi is offering our listeners an additional 25 bucks off Intensity when you go to pourmoi.com and enter code PRIVATE at checkout. You can use this code along with any code on their website. Ooh, I love that combo deal. That's $25 off on top of all ongoing promotions when you go to P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com and use promo code PRIVATE. Pormois.com code PRIVATE. Pormois is fresh. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know one thing about me, and that's that I love to get my ass eaten. <laughs> 100% correct. You will not shut up about it. But here's the problem with loving to get your ass eaten. Sometimes people don't want to eat your ass. Maybe they are worried about your hygiene. They just don't want all the funky could be tastes or messiness that goes along with it. Guess what? There is a solution. Laurels. What are laurels, Cokes? Okay, so laurels are basically single-use, natural latex panties that are designed to be worn during oral sex and rimming. I love the feel of latex on skin. I know, it's super sexy. And it's the perfect thing if your partner's a little squeamish or they're worried about messiness. What about if your partner has a quarantine beard that is giving you beard burn? Yes, it would be perfect for that. Laurels are made to help everyone say yes to maximizing pleasure. Couples, throuples, hookups, spouses, cis, trans, queer, kinky, laurels are for everyone. And laurels are ultra thin, so you feel every little thing. Plus, the super stretchy latex is easy on your partner's tongue and allows for tongue and finger penetration at the same time. Kaching! Oh. oh, hell yeah. They're the world's first oral sex panties, and they give you the power to love oral always. And for listeners of our show, Laurel is giving 15% off your first order today at mylaurels.com. That's M Y L O. R-A-L-S dot com using code private. That's right. You can get 15% off your first Laurels purchase today at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S dot com. Use code private. Get rimmed. Have that period sex. Get out there, privates. Ow! Let's do the middle part before we get to the... Because I want to hear all about the the play. It really was a play to you. <laughs> and it really was. everything else, where it is now. But let's do – okay, so you go to Seattle mm-hmm. and he burns you. Mm-hmm. And then what are your individual paths in the years since? Right. First off, question. Has anyone ever had a hold in a sob in front of somebody? <laughs> that was like the feeling. Do you know what I mean? Of like – you put yourself out, you say something, and then it's like, 
brick wall in front of you. You're like, oh, fuck. Okay. So from that moment, I was like, things are just changed. This isn't going to be the same again. And I had to drive him to the airport the next day. So next day he goes to the airport and it's like movie scene, Seattle, downpouring, raining on the Mm -hmm. outside. I'm sobbing on the inside of my car. I'm like going for it. And then um, we don't talk for a minute. Then it kind of pops back in where the job that I have, I was directing art shows in Portland and Seattle. And it was a really time consuming job. And so of course I went back to my normal accord of reaching out to him for work help. <laughs> like, hey, you're into the art world. Can you help me find some art? And so then we keep your friends close, keep your employees closer. <laughs> But hang on, had you admitted to yourself like this is not happening or were you trying to like keep a thread? I was keeping a thread because it's what I had was used to for two years. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't used to letting that go yet. And when I was brand new to Seattle, so I really didn't have any or Seattle and Portland, I didn't really have any close friends yet or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was the lifeline, you know, um, besides my other friends back home. So we started talking and then, and that slowly kind of like created a friendship again, but in this newfound way where I was like, okay, we don't live in the same spot anymore. Obviously he's going to keep dating. We kept a friendship long distance and kept it going with, with projects and stuff. And I, I switched my brain to be like, okay, I still want him in my life, truly care about him. But now like, I have to be okay that like this isn't going to happen. And so I started asking him, started playing like the cool friend girl again and being like, mm-hmm. so who are you dating these days? And you know, all that kind of stuff. Would he tell you? Yeah. I mean, like I would <laughs> tell me because of course I would see it on the internet and be like, who's jean jacket? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> He's just a psycho. He, to this day, he calls me out. He's like, you're crazy. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> So that goes on. So years pass and then we keep this friendship. But now with stand-up, I'm getting booked back in Minnesota at shows and festivals and stuff. And so I'd always come back and I'd always hang out with them. And I, and then we developed kind of this long distance thing where it's like whenever I'm in town, we'd be together. I'd stay at his house, you know, would hook up all that stuff. We would uh, go to weddings together. Um, and it was just this like long distance cutesy thing. And all of our mutual friends are like, will you guys just do this already? <laughs> we just figure this out, you know? And so we kind of played that role. And so then we did have the conversation of like, what are you doing in Minnesota? You should move up to Portland. And then here's where role reversal happens in the story. So he comes up to Portland on my birthday. I love whales. We grew a whale watching like a whole thing. And for some reason I like, hated that he was there. (laughs) I love that. I love that for you. (laughs) You're like, get the fuck out of here and leave me alone with these goddamn whales. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I need my own piece with the whales, please. Okay. I found another cold-blooded animal. They're actually not. (laughs) They're very mammals. Yeah, it was. I don't know if you ever had that experience with somebody. I can't, I truly to this day can't explain it. I was just, when I think about it, I was like, maybe it was because I was fine. Like by the time he had come out, it was like two years had gone by of like Mm -hmm. this long distance thing. And I was finally getting my footing in Portland Mm -hmm. um, with comedy and with friends and with roommates. And, and just, it was like, I have a new life now. And like, I don't, 
know. And I was still holding on to so much hurt from the mm-hmm. past that it was just kind of like, no, I'm good now. I don't need this distraction or this thing here. And so it's that classic thing of like, whenever you get your shit together and you're feeling good and independent and you know, like don't need a dude or a boyfriend that immediately they're like, Hey, I smell your happiness. I'm here to ruin it. What's going on? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so where were you at with other, were you dating other people at this point? Yeah. And so that was exciting. I was like, I was thinking I was dating like two other people at the time. I was like, I don't need a third right now. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. You did the single ladies dance at him. Yeah. Like- yeah. I'm- <laughs> I mean, basically, basically. And I just remember it was, it was very awkward and like, we've talked about it now. And he's like, yeah, I was like, should I just buy a plane ticket home or wait it out for three more days? Like what is going on? Like it was very uncomfortable extended weekend. And then he left, like I took him to the airport in Portland. And this time was crying again because I was just like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I know this was awful and I'm sorry. And I didn't know what to do. So like my memory of it is that we parted ways. And then I just, I called, I knew when he was landing and I called him and just was like on the phone and just like, just kept saying, I'm sorry. And just like crying. And then we like kind of hung up and then we like truly didn't talk for like six years. Whoa. At all? Were you still friends on social media? Yeah, still friends. And kind of like here and there, you know, he'd be like, Hey, I saw this thing reminded me of you. Like super super casual, no uh-huh. follow-ups, no, I miss you, no nothing. And then when I would come back to me, I go to Minnesota back there a lot. And so whenever I come back, I'd always hit him up and be like, Hey, I have a show You're I can put you on the list if you want. And he'd be like, no, thank you, but have a good show. Like he was truly avoiding me as well. Mm-hmm. So that happened yeah, for like six years. And I have this, we have differing memories of this night, but my memory of it and him and his friend's memory of it are different. But I remember like kind of the nail in the coffin moment was, oh gosh, maybe like 2017 where I was in Minnesota, there was a comedy festival happening and there was an after party um, at a seven corners bar. And I was doing another show and then was going to come to the after party late and I show up late and I walk in and I see him standing like one of the movie, th- it's all movie themes and scenes. Like it, this thing wrote itself in my mind and in reality. But I remember opening the door to this bar and it's like a straight shot down the bar and he's standing at the end of it, like walking towards the door. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, hey. And then his roommate friend like swoops him up and is just like, nope, bye, Joanne. And <laughs> just like, way that is not their memory of it but that is mine what's their memory (laughs) yeah um their memory is that I showed up late and that he was too drunk and his roommate was trying to be like ah let's not have anyone make a fool of themselves like we're gonna go have a good night like it was a little bit more nice (laughs) and my mind was very dramatic and very like no he hates me kind of thing Mm. that was six years of not talking until my one woman show this past October. Was he the only guy you texted? Yes. What did Tell you us say about in the it? Text? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're ready for this portion. Okay. So, like I said before, I truly was writing this show, had not had him in mind, but was like 
doing a deep dive of like all my past. I love, I'm a screenshotter. I love saving mm-hmm. screenshots of text messages and stuff. And so I was going through all those old, you know, bumble messages and text messages and photos and whatever. And, um, old bits and stuff and putting the show together. And I kept coming across like ones that like out of all of these text messages that I've saved throughout the years, his were the only ones that were like, I love you. I miss you from back when we were in this long distance phase. And they were very sweet and sincere. And he would draw me little doodles and email me stuff. And it was like, oh, wow, that was, I forgot how sweet and cute I was with this person and they were towards me and I haven't had that sense kind of thing, you know? Wow. And not that like, I haven't had that sense, but just like, and like kind of these feelings of flooded back of like the intent wasn't to be like, we need to be together. The intent to text him during the show was to like apologize. Like we have unfinished business kind of thing. And so during the show, if at the top of the show, I do text him and it's unsaid who I'm texting but the text that I sent so live? This one, during the show live yeah, you're like yeah. okay I'm gonna send this crucial text yes <laughs> yes okay <laughs> and then I debated back and forth I talked to like my best friends who knew us then and know us now and I was like should I text it they're like you're gonna text him right like you have to yes you they're like not only for the bit but like for your life like you have to <laughs> I'm like okay okay so what I said was, <laughs> I texted six years of not speaking to this person. And I said, I forgive you and I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is like cute, but also like the fuck. I would have been like, are you in a program? <laughs> this does not sound like you're not in a program. <laughs> this so is a cute. step. I'm a that step, right? so true. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that, but that's spot on. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what that is. Someone joined AA. Okay. <laughs> Just me and Taco Girl on Jean Jacket kicking it. How are you? <laughs> Wild. I mean, probably not my finest moment. I wish that had been the text, honestly. <laughs> I'm the only one that's sorry. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I deb- I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, sure, it fits into the show. This is like a selfish thing to do is to text somebody out of six years a random one-liner. I understand that. But also, I, he knows me. So, okay. Like, I'm going to go for it. So, I had asked him about it later. His, his recollection of getting that text in real life was he had seen the photo, the posters on social media and stuff because uh, we still followed each other even though we didn't interact. And I, he gets, he goes, I was just at home watching TV and he's like, I get a text message and it's you. And he's like, I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he's like, wait. So he goes, I had to like, he goes, then I went on your Instagram and looked it up and was like, she's live right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's psychotic. (laughs) I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like you're a bitch that makes major moves. You will start a company. You will employ the guy you want to be with. You will text him during a live performance you orchestrated around the idea of you maybe getting back together with him. I don't know. This brings new meaning to the words masterclass. Like, 
Yeah. Which you are an institution. This is insane. I'm loving it. <laughs> Truly, I've not saying this. I've never I've never been interviewed about this before and I feel a little insane speaking it out loud, but it's <laughs> very confident throughout the entire process. <laughs> the show goes on he doesn't respond all my friends that watched that knew who I was texting they were like did he say anything (laughs) I was like nope (laughs) did not how does the play end where do you land at the end of the play like emotionally are you like and now I'm gonna go find another guy no the, the the overall theme was like forgiveness and like owning your shit and so I didn't expect him to respond it was and I truly came up with two my producer and I, I was like, I have to have two endings because like mm-hmm. if 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 he responds something shitty, I can't fake this. And if he mm-hmm. responds something great, like I want to show happiness. So we we rehearsed two different endings <laughs> and then there was like a signals to what ending. But I chose the happy ending because I felt good about the show. And so from the audience perspective, it's like everything worked out. And in reality, it did. So just not in that exact moment. But so now days later after the show ends, I'm in Minneapolis and I didn't follow up the text. He didn't follow up the text. It was just hanging there. And so now I'm in Minneapolis and I am like, well, I have to call him, right? Like I have to. I have you to say do, something. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh, I do. He doesn't answer. Leave him a voicemail and text him. I'm inviting him to coffee. And at the time, here's where the story also gets weird. <laughs> realizing saying this out loud at the time I have uh, very close friends in Minneapolis who I was like house sitting for them while she she lives and works in San Francisco I'm house sitting for them because I don't know if I should say this but I'm going to her ex was hosting sex parties in the house and so I yeah yeah. you should say that on this (laughs) podcast yeah so um to I was there as a placeholder so he wouldn't he would even not do that. So the house was empty and I was coming in as like, my friend's staying at the house. Don't. No sex parties. No sex parties. You were a cock block. Yeah. Yeah. I was cock blocking, but got a beautiful three bedroom house in, in North Minneapolis to hang out in. So originally I was inviting him over, like, let's get coffee. Let's hang out. And he said he debated on it. And then finally was like, fine. Okay. So he like reluctantly agreed. And then of course I changed the plans to be like, I'm house sitting. There's a fire pit in the backyard. You should come over to the house. I'll make dinner. Got him. Got him. Who wants coffee? You know? No, <laughs> we want, we want salmon. <laughs> we want fire. <laughs> we want deep conversation. So he comes over and I've not laid eyes on him in six years. And I remember texting with one of my best friends and I'm like, he just texted that he was here. He's pulling up. And she, I'm like, what? Oh, I don't know what to do. And then uh, she's like, what does he look like? And I like, remember I like looked out the window a little bit. I go, he still looks hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So and then she's like, okay, but I was like, I gotta go. And so then we hang out, we have dinner. It doesn't feel awkward to be honest. Like we're laughing. We're like, it's weird now in this day and age because we can see each other's lives through social media. So it wasn't like there was a lot to be like, what have you been up to? It's like, hey, I saw you posted that thing. How was that? You know? And so we're hanging out and then we make a fire and we hang out outside. And it's it's cutesy. Like, I'm like, can I sit next to you? Like on the bench, you know, kind of thing. And then immediately I was just like, 
hey, I'm sorry. Like, I just wanted to apologize for Portland and for all of it and not talking to you. That was fucked up. And he like cut me off and he's like, no, no, no. I owe you an apology. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so we kind of like. Wait, what did he say he was sorry for? Uh, for all, for like in the beginning, he's like, I didn't treat you well. Like that wasn't, you know, so what I call the fuck boy era. I was going to say the early <laughs> fuck boy behavior. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was like, I'm sorry. I was like, you know, I get it though. Like I, I get it. We like just flip flopped our, our fuckness, mm-hmm. <laughs> our fuck boyness. So that was nice to have that kind of conversation. And then it, it just immediately went to like, how do we do this? I'm like, I don't, I don't want to not do this. And he's like, yeah, he's like, well, you live in Los Angeles. And I was like, do you want to live in Los Angeles? He's like, no, <laughs> but okay. But like, now he lives in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you start then- another company? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we need you here at the field office in LA. <laughs> Gotta get this off the ground. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> the orders are rolling in. We need extra hands. <laughs> Someone's gonna manage the warehouse space. You up. already know. You already know the product. <laughs> Neven Marcus just licensed yeah. Totes my goats. <laughs> you are not gonna believe this. <laughs> You're a star kid. You're everywhere. Sean Mendez was spotted with one of the totes. It's all hands on deck. (laughs) We're going to the big top. You better grab a rope. (laughs) Well, I mean, mind you, this is in the midst of the pandemic. This is like October of 2020, November 2020. I was like, well, maybe I should go back to Minneapolis. Like I could do that. Like that'd be fine. So we were thinking about that, but I don't feel done with LA. You know, I'm not saying I want to live and die here, but I'm like, I'm not done with what I want to get out of LA yet. And I, He's like, well, I don't want to like keep you from that. And so we're like, well, we'll talk about it. You know, so we kind of, we left it as like a, we forgave each other. We admitted that like, I haven't stopped thinking about each other. We haven't stopped thinking about each other. You had sex. Yes. Okay. <laughs> not that so night. Not that night. Still not. Not that still night. Not. not that night. No, no, no. Not oh, that night. Nice restraint. Oh yeah. I was like, this is, it was an adult move. I think on both of our parts, we did make out and it was very cute. Um, but not that night. And then I gave him a very romantic beach. (laughs) Fireside BG. Just quaint and sincere. It's old fashioned. It's beautiful. That's how my grandparents cemented their love. (laughs) Yeah. He he brushed my hair after. Only wood burning fireside beaches <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> the crackling of the fire. Oh my god, the slopping. Okay, it's too much. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so how did he get out to LA? How'd you lure him out? <laughs> yeah. So, well, here's here's step by step how to, ladies. Write it down. <laughs> So we decided that like, well, we're going to figure this out. But like my plane left in like two days from that. So um, I was like, I have to go back to LA, but, but I'm not doing much there, you know? And then by the grace of God, ironically, I get a text message from that friend whose house I was staying at. And she's like, 
Hey, can I make you an offer? Can you stay living in that house through the winter? Because no one's going to be there. And Minnesota winters are so harsh. She's like, can you can stay until springtime? Please, please do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing much else. And I get to live in a free house and invite a boy to live with me. Incredible. Why not? And so so I I offered that. I was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna come live in Minneapolis until like November to March. Like I'm in LA now because I flew back. I was like, do you want to fly out here and we'll do another cross country road trip just reverse style? So we flew out and we drove, we packed my car and drove out from LA to Minneapolis and had another incredible road trip and then landed in Minneapolis and then lived together in that house. Since then, it's like a trial run to be like, how, like, see how it goes kind of thing. Uh And it was perfect. It was really great. Aw. Yeah. And I love the symmetry of the road trips. Right? Your whole story has like a really beautiful symmetry to it. Thank you. It's crazy. And like even his mom, I eventually got to meet her, but <laughs> she was like, you're flying out to LA. Why? To drive your friend Joanne home. To- Didn't you do this 10 years ago? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, so then when we were in Minnesota, it was like, those winters are so harsh and everything's so nuts. And it's like, I'm like, I have to get back to LA. I'm like, let's just, if you want to come and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, unbeknownst to me, apparently he had been applying for jobs on the West coast before, like during the time that we weren't talking. So, so it's not like I drug him out here. He was excited okay. to come. Yeah. And then we made it. Awesome. This was an incredible story. I feel like I fulfilled my dream in a way. You know what I mean? Like through you. And that's good enough because honestly, I should not be with any of those guys that I wanted <laughs> that I wanted this to happen with. And I'm really happy you got yours. Thank you. You've just fulfilled every single one of everyone's dreams and fantasies in a way that's not damaging and like beautiful. So yeah, I mean, that this has lived up to like the greatest love story of, I don't know, I don't know a lot of really good ones of like all of our friends. I mean, I don't know. We have a couple that's in an open marriage that's pretty fly. Other than that, I feel like you've made it to the fucking Mount Rushmore of love stories. Oh, that's very kind of you to say thank you. I think it's the the thing that really stuck out to me that throughout all of my dating experience and of all things was the advice that one of my married friends gave me. Like she started dating this guy and married and she had like a plethora. She was like the type where she's like on all of the apps. She really just wanted it to happen for her. And she was, she was, when I met my husband, it just clicked. She's like, everything just felt very comfortable. And I didn't second guess a single move. And I've always kept that in the back of my head of like, oh yeah, I don't have to second guess anything or you don't have to worry about stuff. And so like when we rekindled the beach fire, um, (laughs) it was that feeling of just like an exhale of like, okay, we're finally on the same page. And like, I don't want to fuck this up. He's like, I don't want to fuck this up either. And then that was just like a handshake and like, great. Like, let's not fuck it up then. Amazing. Does he still have the swoop? Yes, he does. It's (laughs) a little receding, but. (laughs) I'm going to totally stalk the swoop. Also, you know, what's funny. You, well, you know this, obviously. You live right across from Valerie Tossie. Yeah. uh, Who is another comedian friend of ours. And she told me when I was hanging out with her like last week, she goes, 
oh yeah, that's Joanne's place right there. And when I moved in and she realized that we were across each other, I looked over and both her and her boyfriend were mooning me. Yeah. <laughs> To welcome her to the building. So I just wanted to leave everyone with this adorable image of how like couple goals this is. Y'all are mooning together. Like that's adorable. That was his idea. I got to give him credit. He was like, hey, ask Valerie if she's home right now. I was like, okay. And then he's like, come on. And then we just fucking mooned the shit out of her. Amazing. That's love, baby. Joanne, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, please go to Jojo Shinderly on all of the apps. I understand my last name is atrocious, but I'm keeping it. We're keeping it. I'm SAG. I can't change it now. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> if anyone wants to see this pan out in real time, how I talked about it, uh, go to YouTube. It's still up on my Joanne Shinderly YouTube page, but it's called National Text Your Ex Day. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm like, this is like the first, and now I'm like, okay, and if anyone fucking writes the movie that I just wrote in my own mouth, fuck you, <laughs> don't, give me a minute, okay? <laughs> Let this serve as copyright. Uh, yeah. You know how like you would just post those stupid Facebook statuses, you're like, I'm a lawyer, don't use any of my photos. <laughs> That's what this is, I just did the, the vocal equivalent of that. I'm like, no, we copyrighted it by just saying it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's recorded, okay? <laughs> I love that he's been in the next room throughout this whole story. Maybe next time we can have you guys on together, but this has you know. been amazing. <laughs> or just him and get his side. Ooh. Ooh. Joanne, are you ready for that? <laughs> I mean, we all, I've already exposed myself to being psychotic. So let's hear it from straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> okay. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, that was crazy. We definitely have to do the follow-up with her boyfriend. Yes, I cannot wait to hear his side of the story because I'm sure it's going to be really different and it's going to be so funny. And then we'll have to do a third episode that's her commentary on his version. (laughs) Basically, it's just the inception of their love story and we will never, ever be done with it. (laughs) Totes my goats. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we have some really fun stuff coming up for you. We have an awesome interview with Esther Steinberg, who gives us the real, real about becoming a mom during the pandemic. So stay tuned for that. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music? This music is by our dope friend, Amy Rosh. You should find her on Spotify. Her last name is R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love you. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Michael. Ooh, really went for it. (laughs) I was filled with the spirit. (laughs) And now it's time for... The review of the week. You guys, it's honestly getting embarrassing. (laughs) You just read us a fucking review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. We make really incredible content for you guys that we're really proud of and we hope makes you smile or makes you start thinking a different kind of way. And we want to hear from you. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash private. 
you're not gonna harass them that's just my job uh oh uh oh sorry sorry <laughs> you fucks you stupid fucks <laughs> get on your computer you don't like us you dumb fucks what the hell <laughs> is that right Courtney did I do it right yeah you nailed it okay okay good we'll check you guys next time bye bye